Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl. Hello and welcome to the Full Spectrum Holistic Health Podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, what it is, various holistic and alternative health therapies, and how those may help you to be a healthier and happier person. Thanks for choosing to listen today. I know there are many podcasts out there for you to choose from, and I'm glad you are here. I'm the host for the podcast, Dr. Anthony Burton. I'm a Reiki master, EFT therapist, meditation teacher, and a shamanic practitioner. My goal is to help people be healthier in body, mind, and spirit, and that's why I'm here. A large part of what I do is educational in nature because so many people are unaware of the power and efficacy of various holistic and alternative therapies. In these podcasts, we'll hear stuff that will inform you, enlighten you, and help energize and balance you. Of course, it won't always be only my opinions and ideas because occasionally I will be interviewing knowledgeable and interesting guests from a variety of areas of holistic and complementary health practices. So kick back and relax, open your mind, and listen. Spectrum Holistic is a complementary health and wellness business located in Northwest Georgia, USA. Check out the website at www.spectrum-holistic.com for more information. By now, you know that I'm a holistic health practitioner, and... That means different things to different people. Some people would honestly call me a quack. Some people would call me a witch doctor. Some people would say I practiced pseudoscientific treatment methods. But other people are more knowledgeable about holistic medicine. They understand holistic and complementary medicine a little better and realize that none of those things are true. I do not say that physicians are always wrong or always right. Sure, sometimes they're wrong or right, just like judges are sometimes wrong and plumbers are sometimes wrong and mechanics are sometimes wrong. But I believe there is a strong, strong case for conventional allopathic medicine in the proper situations. That said, I also believe that such energetic therapies as sound therapy, Reiki, Qigong, EFT, tapping, and meditation are extremely effective at helping people to heal. And sometimes they are actually more effective and safer than those conventional allopathic therapies. And add to that that many major hospitals in the U.S. also use these therapies in their own institutions. So, you know, but you know something that, that there's something that really gets me going, really sets me off sometimes is when people think that just because I'm a holistic health practitioner and energy therapist, that I support all the hokum and pseudo-medical BS that goes around. And let me refute that right now, and in the process, maybe even enlighten a few people. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is COVID and the purported treatments that so many uninformed and gullible people and those who take advantage of them think are cures. And that cure word is in big, 
big quotation marks. Okay, first of all, let's talk about ivermectin. Now, ivermectin can be used in humans. It is available for humans through prescription only, however. The ivermectin that you can buy at the feed store or farm store is a veterinary medicine in animal-sized doses and animal strength. It's not the same strength that they give to human beings. It's used for cows, goats, horses, pigs, not for people. Secondly, ivermectin is a vermifuge. If you don't know what that word means, it means it clears worms out of your gut. Internal parasites. And in spite of the fact that some people are ignorant enough to confuse a worm with a virus, they are not the same thing. Treating someone with ivermectin will do nothing to get rid of the COVID virus. And if it's not administered in a medically supervised setting, i.e. hospital or doctor's office, it probably will cause a person who takes it to be very sick. It could possibly even kill them. Although human dose ivermectin has been approved as a vermifuge for two different types of intestinal parasites, it has not, I repeat, not, been approved as an antiviral treatment. Of course, if you are stubborn enough and ignorant enough to take veterinary ivermectin anyway because, hey, it's my body and I'll do what I want with it, well, here are some things to remember. If you have liver or kidney disease, ivermectin can make it worse to the point of fatality. If you have lupus, cancer, HIV or AIDS, or other conditions that can weaken your immune system, ivermectin can damage your immune system even more. If you are pregnant, the ivermectin will pass into your unborn child through the placenta and could harm or kill the unborn child. Do you really want to do that? And if you are nursing a baby, ivermectin can pass into the breast milk and may harm that nursing child. Let's talk about hydroxychloroquine. No matter how much you may love or admire ex-President Trump, he is not a medical doctor, and in fact has had no medical training whatsoever. Mr. Trump promoted hydroxychloroquine as a cure, although he himself received retroviral treatment after contracting COVID and later received the COVID vaccine injection, just to make sure. Hydroxychloroquine, also called HCQ, is an anti-malaria drug and is used to treat lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. And also a derivative of it is used to clean aquariums. Yeah, you heard that right. Fish tank cleaner. And there's already been one death from that, by the way. Also, yes, I will not deny that there was an early international survey of doctors had said that hydroxychloroquine was an effective therapy. But later on, they found that the doctors and researchers have manipulated the data. And so it's, but more recent research has shown that it, it really is not any kind of effective treatment. When they examined the data, the FDA said that, hey, chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine are not likely to be effective in the treatment of COVID-19. In fact, there was a recent study conducted on hundreds of patients at VA hospitals in the United States, and it showed that there were more deaths among those giving, given hydroxychloroquine 
than those given standard care. Multiple studies provide data that hydroxychloroquine is ineffective in the treatment of the COVID-19 virus. How about the Trinity treatment? You know, there are always people who are going to be willing and happy to manipulate and bilk the gullible public out of their hard-earned dollars. A guy named Frank Ludlow in West Sussex in the UK decided to make some easy money by playing on people's fears. He saw something called the Trinity Remedy, also sometimes sold as Trinity Mind, Body, and Soul. It was a combination of hydrogen peroxide, vitamin C, some enzymes, and potassium thiocyanate. Now, in case you're curious, potassium thiocyanate is a chemical that is a skin and eye irritant and is highly toxic when ingested. Direct eye contact will cause redness and a lot of pain, and direct skin contact will cause irritation in the local areas. Ingestion in the body will cause headache, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, and faintness. So when he saw this, he probably said to himself, well, gosh, I bet that'll sell. After all, it says Trinity right on it, and that makes it sound kind of holy. So he took that product and rebranded it as Trinity COVID-19 SARS Antipathogenic Treatment. He then sold it to U.S. consumers in various size packages that ran anywhere from $50 to $200 a pop making the claim that it could cure COVID. Well, the U.S. Attorney General took action against this snake oil, and in their official statement, they said the instructions with the product were, now get this, add 18 ounces of water, say a prayer, drink half the solution, take a probiotic along with bee pollen, and then ingest the rest of the solution. So, well, Ludlow was later arrested and charged by the U.S. attorney with introducing misbranded drugs into interstate commerce because he smuggled the drugs into the U.S. by labeling it falsely. He was also arrested by the Crown in the U.K. and given a 10-month suspended sentence. His case in the U.S., as far as I know, is still ongoing. Anyway, it's bogus and it never worked to cure COVID. Now, here's a funny one. There was a social media message slash meme that went viral in March that said that boiling garlic in water and drinking the resulting liquid and or eating the cooked garlic could cure the coronavirus. Well, there is a truth about garlic, and garlic is a great healthy food. I mean, it really is good for you. It does have some antimicrobial properties, and it can boost general immunity. That doesn't make it a shield against COVID, though. Garlic is also an anti-inflammatory, and if you rub garlic oil on aching joints, you can get some relief from that inflammation. You may lose a lot of friends from the smell, but, well, you know, social distancing and all, it probably works. Garlic was also shown to research in research to improve cardiovascular health and uh, help to reduce high blood pressure for many people. So it's good stuff. Does it repel vampires? Well, the jury's still out on that, and even on the existence of real vampires, for that matter. But here's the thing. Regardless of whether you boil it, fry it, bake it, or eat garlic raw, there is no evidence, none, 
that garlic will prevent COVID infection. Now go ahead and have it in your pesto and your caprese salad. It's great that way. <laughs> now, there's another insane thing that was put out by a former president, whom I shall not name, and it was the idea of consuming or injecting a disinfectant, such as Lysol or bleach, to cure the coronavirus. And sadly, there were enough gullible people out there that the FDA felt it was necessary to warn Americans against drinking bleach and products containing bleach that were marketed as COVID cures. And this is what the FDA said, quote, drinking any of these chlorine dioxide products can cause nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and symptoms of severe dehydration. Some product labels claim that vomiting and diarrhea are common after ingesting the product. They even maintain that such reactions are evidence that the product is working, and that claim is false. The FDA should not have to say things like that, should not have to issue warnings like that. I mean, my God, it says right on the side of the chlorine bottle and the Lysol bottle that these things are poison, and that if you ingest them, you should contact a poison control center immediately. Now, something that's very, I don't know, in some cases... I've seen it in health food stores and things. It's popular. It's called colloidal silver. And in February of 2020, a so-called natural health expert named Cheryl Selman was on this televangelist slash huckster slash liar slash fraud Jim Baker's television show and uh, made a claim that colloidal silver, specifically, of course, the colloidal silver mix that she and Jim Baker call silver solution and were selling for $125 a pop, would cure COVID. Well, they did protect themselves with a the disclaimer that now it hasn't been tested on COVID-19 yet, but the statements were that the colloidal silver would kill bacteria and viruses within 12 hours. According to Ms. Selman, the natural health expert, the colloidal silver had been, quote, proven by the government to have the ability to kill every pathogen it had ever been tested on, including SARS and HIV. Ugh. After the 11 episodes in which they touted this miracle drug, a lawsuit was brought against Baker's organization, and he finally had to pay $156,000, plus was enjoined to refund money to all those who had purchased the colloidal silver solution. Sullivan also bans both Baker and his church from selling or advertising colloidal silver to diagnose, prevent, mitigate, treat, or cure any disease or illness. Now, although silver is used in some topical applications, such as silvidine, and that's a cream that's used to treat burns and severe abrasions. I had a friend who had a, a motorcycle accident one time when he was rather foolishly riding a motorcycle wearing flip-flops, shorts, and a tank top. Uh, it wasn't good. And he had to smear that silvidine cream all over his body. But taking colloidal silver can actually be dangerous to your health. According to the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, which is part of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, number one, colloidal silver can cause serious side effects. The most common is argyria, which is a bluish-gray discoloration of the skin. And it's usually permanent. Do you want to walk around the rest of your life looking kind of gray? Colloidal silver can also cause poor absorption of some drugs, such as certain antibiotics and thyroxin, which is used to treat thyroid deficiency. So if you are 
under a physician's care for, say, an infection or for thyroid deficiency and you're taking medication already, well, taking the colloidal silver can actually mess up your body's use of those medicines that you should be taking. You can be shooting yourself in the foot that way. Just don't do it. Okay, except for drinking bleach or Lysol, I think this next one is probably the silliest, although not the most dangerous. A Florida politician named Bryant Culpepper publicly promoted the idea of, and listen to this, aiming a hairdryer up your nose that he claimed to have learned from, quote, one of the foremost doctors who has studied the coronavirus, unquote. This doctor said, oh boy, that blowing a hairdryer up your nose helps because the hot air travels up into your nasal passages and kills the virus. Let's examine that for a moment. First of all, do you really want to blow dry your nose hairs to the point of burning them off and likely blister your nose as well? According to science and doctors, you must heat anything that contains a COVID virus to 165 degrees Fahrenheit and maintain that for at least three minutes. How to cook your nose. And the next thing about it is when you inhale... Those viral particles and dust and other things that you inhale, they don't stay in your nasal passages. If the air didn't get past your nose, you'd asphyxiate unless you breathe in through your mouth. The virus and the dust travel up into your sinuses and they travel down into your trachea, your windpipe, and from there into your lungs. The hot air from your hairdryer will not be hot enough, nor will it reach far enough to kill the virus. It might make you really uncomfortable, and mess up your breathing, but it's not a cure for COVID. You know, I really don't like hot weather. And I try very hard to stay hydrated at all times. And staying hydrated is a vital part of being healthy. Water helps keep your blood at the right thickness to pump easily through your blood vessels. It lubricates your entire body inside, allows your muscles and ligaments and skin to smoothly work together. Water helps maintain your body at the correct operating temperature. Water flushes your body of toxins that you accumulate when you drink or eat or even breathe. But even with all these benefits of drinking water, you cannot cure the coronavirus simply by drinking copious amounts of water. Somehow a message citing some unnamed Japanese doctor went viral on social media saying that drinking a glass of water every 15 minutes would wash the virus down into your esophagus into your stomach, where it would be digested and expelled from the body. Now, a glass of water is a minimum of eight ounces. And with that every 15 minutes, that's the equivalent of a quart of water each hour. Now, even if we neglected the eight hours of sleep each day, that is four gallons of water a day. Now, honestly, if you're drinking that much water, most people won't get eight hours of sleep because they're going to be up all night running to the bathroom to urinate. Seriously, a healthy body can flush out about a quart of water through the kidneys per hour, but if you push them to the limits, you'll be spending all day in the bathroom and doing nothing toward getting rid of COVID. Now, Professor Trudy Lang of Oxford University in England flatly stated that there was absolutely no biological mechanism that allows the body to wash a respiratory virus down into your stomach no matter how much water you drink. It simply does not work. 
Okay, so I've been talking about all these crazy things that are supposedly going to cure or prevent COVID. Um, what does work? Well, let's talk about some things that will work. Number one, wear the doggone mask, period. Anytime you're out around people in a grocery store, a hardware store, walking in a crowded area, you're on a plane, you're on a train, you're on a subway, you're in a, a taxi, wear the mask. And for goodness sake, wear it properly. That means covering up your nose and your mouth, coming up to rest on the bridge of your nose, and going below your bottom lip, preferably cupping around under your chin. Number two, get the dang vaccine. It's been fully approved by the FDA now, so there is no valid excuse, not that there ever really was, for a healthy adult not to get the vaccine. If you have a medical reason to not get the vaccine or are under the age allowed to take the vaccine, look at my first recommendation, wear the mask. For my part, even though I'm fully vaccinated, I wear a mask in places like the home supply store, the grocery store. It doesn't hurt me and it may protect me or someone else. Remember, even when I'm vaccinated like I am, it's possible that I may carry COVID to someone else. And even vaccinated people have been known to contract the Delta variant on rare occasions because, quite frankly, no vaccine of any kind is 100% proof positive against infection, no matter what kind of vaccine it is. Number three, do not congregate, at least not closely. If you love parties, put your love of parties on hold for a while until it's safer. I've known a few people who had virtual parties and get-togethers. All the attendees are looking at and chatting with one another online, like on some service like Facebook or Zoom or whatever, and they're eating and having a drink. That's safe, and you get to see friends and socialize with them without spreading your germs around or your, excuse me, your virus. If you are a religious person who attends services at a church or temple or synagogue, see if your church or temple or synagogue is offering online services. Many are. I attend religious services via Zoom. If you are attending in-person services, wear the mask and maintain good social distance. And think about this. If you worship a God whom you believe to be omnipresent everywhere in the universe all at one time, do you really have to be in a particular building in order to honor and worship that deity? Think about that. Number four, sanitize. If you must go to a store, most now have sanitizing wipes available at the entrance so you can wipe down the handles of your shopping cart or your basket and keep some hand sanitizer in the car to do a quick cleanup when you get back to the car from your shopping expedition. It's cheap. It's not expensive. You know that. Just keep some in the car. Give yourself a squirt on the hand. Rub it around real good. And you're done. Number five. Wash your hands frequently. With warm water if possible. With soap, definitely. Six. Eat healthy. Eating good, healthy foods such as organic fruits and vegetables will help make your body healthier and more resistant to infection of any kind. And that's that immune system again, you know? Number seven, get a healthy amount of sleep. That means for an adult, seven to eight hours of actual sleep. Not you go to bed at 
noon and you, or excuse me, not at noon, but at midnight and then get up at eight o'clock. But in the meantime, you spend two hours on your phone. You know, that's not eight hours of sleep. That's maybe eight hours in the bed, but it's not sleeping. Getting good sleep will make you happier and healthier. And guess what? Boost your, that's right, immune system. And now for some more esoteric stuff. And just so you know, I'm not saying these are cures. They are just helpful adjuncts to all the other things. First, meditate. Yeah, I said that. Meditate. Why? Because meditate will help keep you calm and centered and will actually help keep your immune system strong, thus making you less liable to be infected by anything. Anxiety, anger, worry are all things that take away from your immune system by injecting chemicals into your body from your brain and, you know, you know, hormonal stuff that will have a negative impact on your immune system. Plus, meditating will help you deal with any cabin fever you might have from not getting out and socializing as much. Now, this next one might be a little unexpected. Smudge with white sage. Yes, smudging with white sage. While this is a spiritual practice for many, it is also a, uh, of great practical medical value. Research has shown this. It actually is antimicrobial. In 2019, scientific research they did showed that burning sage in a room for an hour, that means just keeping a little bit of it lit and smoldering, not like filling the room with a choking cloud of smoke, actually killed 94% of the airborne bacteria. And the room stayed nearly bacteria-free for up to 24 hours. I know, a virus and a bacterium are not the same thing. But again, keeping yourself generally healthy does help maintain the immune system. And secondary bacterial infections often can occur with any viral infection. So, it's a twofer. If you happen to be, like myself, a Reiki practitioner, give yourself Reiki every day. Really. I'm a Reiki master, my wife's a Reiki practitioner, and we both give Reiki both to ourselves and to the food and drink we consume every day. This will help you stay healthy and speed healing if you are injured or sick. If you don't think this is worthwhile, that's your choice. But it certainly can't hurt anything, and it takes very little time and effort for someone who is attuned to Reiki. Of course, the same thing applies to Qigong practitioners and sound therapists or any other energy therapist. I don't mean that self-therapy will keep you COVID-free or cure you if you have COVID, but it will help keep you at your best and allow your body to do a better job of resisting any sort of microbial attack, whether it's from a virus, a bacteria, whatever. Now look, honestly, here's the deal. I trust in the efficacy of many therapeutic modalities that some people would consider alternative or outside the mainstream. But even with that, I do not restrict myself to those modalities and reject modern medicine totally. For instance, if I happen to injure myself in my wood shop, and I have done that a couple of times, I'm going to use modern medical techniques, sanitary bandaging, antibiotic ointment, neosporin or maluca honey, uh, I may even go to the, the uh, e ER, the emergency room, for x-rays or stitches or splinting if it's necessary, if I break a bone. At the same time I'm doing that, though, I'm going to give myself Reiki or have my wife do so. 
to speed the healing and help relieve pain. I'm going to visualize healing taking place. I will use whatever holistic methods that are appropriate to help myself heal faster and reduce pain. And believe me, that doesn't include doing something like taking a, a bovine dewormer or drink Lysol to prevent infection. I'm not stupid. And my friend, I don't believe you are either. Thanks for being here and listening to the podcast today. I trust it has been interesting, informative, and thought-provoking. If you did find it interesting, please be sure and return for another episode and tell your friends about it too. I'd love it if you did that. It really helps me out. You can share directly from most podcast platforms. It would be really great if you follow it or subscribe to the podcast too. Most podcast platforms have one option or the other. If you want to tell me that you like the show, or that you hate it, that you agree with me or disagree with me, or anything else, really, I still want to hear from you. Leave a voice message if your particular podcast platform allows that, or send me a message through my website at www.spectrum-holistic.com. And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep an open mind. Namaste. Are you one of the 1.5 million Georgians without health insurance? Visit georgiaaccess.gov to connect with the resources to find affordable private and public health care options. You may be eligible for financial assistance programs, including Medicaid and Peach Care for Kids. Even healthy people need coverage. An unexpected medical emergency can hurt you and your wallet. Open enrollment for health insurance plans ends January 15th, so don't wait. Visit georgiaaccess.gov today.